life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark LeBusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark Lebusky for the Simply Practically Human podcast. And I'm going to have a bit of fun with this one today because it's the 4S edition. And um, interestingly, there'll be someone editing this podcast for me. And his name's Andy Ma. He's based in uh, Melbourne. He's just shifted himself from sort of inner city Melbourne down to a uh, place down called the Mornington Peninsula. A um, bit of a sea change for him. He's a great fella. He's been looking after me now for a few years, and today's topic is about feedback. And um, why Andy comes into the mix here is because about a month and a half ago, I shot him a little note that said we were talking about my trip up to um, the Byron Bay Blues Fest, and he said it was a cracker of a uh, lineup, and um, we'd sort of been bantering a bit via email. Then I shot this little note to him that said, by the way, in your own good time, I'd love to get some feedback from you, in brackets, the little hints and tips on my podcasting, things that are improving and things that I need to improve on, because it's always very helpful, Andy. That was the 14th of April. And um, just this last Friday, the 27th of May, 2022, 6.36 p.m., this little gem pops through in my emails, and I'm going to read it out because I really want to focus today on feedback as a gift. I'm going to talk also a bit about why it's a gift, why we tend not to ask for it, why we tend not to give it, and give you other some other thoughts that I have around how to go about building feedback fitness and get you to ask yourself a question at the end of the podcast about who's your Andy. So here it was, Andy, Ma, I know you'll be listening to this because you edit it. So uh, I hope you're not blushing or anything, mate, but uh, this was very useful. And the email went like this. Hi, Mark. I've had this email in my draft for weeks, adding bits and pieces to it. Overall, your podcasting style is great because your speaking style is great. It's clear you've been doing it for a while and your ease and confidence comes through. One way for me to give you more detailed feedback on your podcasting style would be to tell you the things that I frequently edit out. At the very start of your interviews, you say, hey, fellow humans, this is Mark LeBusque for another episode of the SPH podcast. And now I've been cutting out everything up to and including the end, starting the interview, and I'm delighted to be joined today by... So he basically cuts out the fellow humans piece because I actually do that at the start of the little intro. So he's basically told me, no need to give the podcast name and your name twice or three times in quick succession. So basically cutting things down a bit, which I think is terrific. He also goes on to say this, just after the interview ends, you start your outro with, hey, it's Mark here again. His feedback is this. Now, this is three seconds after the interview is wrapped up. So the listener hasn't forgotten who you are. I love it. I love the cheekiness of that. I also love the exclamation mark in the uh, email that he sent through. The next bit, I often trim the start of your questions to cut a bit of the positive feedback. You know, you say things like, I love it, thanks for sharing, in order to get the next question sooner. It can be helpful in the moment to get the best out of your guests, and I do this to keep some of it, but 
doing too much of it is extra fluff for the listener. If you think this helps during the recording, don't cut it on my account. I can cut it. So I like the fact that he's, he's sort of saying, just bring it down a bit. Also, what's the use of I'm going to say, particularly in solo episodes, because we know what you're going to say because you say it, exclamation mark. Near the end of each chat, you say, let's wrap it up with this. And this can telegraph to a listener. This is Andy's feedback that the chat is on the downhill run. What's the time? Yeah, nah, I reckon I'll stop listening now. So they stop then and they don't get the bit at the end. I know Andy said this one to me a few times and I'm, I'm, it's not got through my thick skull yet, but the third personing the listener, e.g. tell the people, if the people want to get in touch with you, the feedback is this. Imagine there are three people in the conversation and you're speaking for both yourself and the other person who can't speak. This can make the listener feel more included. Maybe try tell us or how do we get in touch with you. Great feedback. He then rolls uh, into a little bit of what I call the verbal bubble wrap at the end. So, Andy, here's a little bit of feedback for you. Don't give me the old, uh, I hope I wasn't too finicky, but it's my job to overthink these things. Um, and uh, you go on to say that someone in your life usually tells you when you are overanalyzing things, but this wasn't too finicky. This was feedback. And um, he finishes with a have a great weekend. So today's topic is about feedback. And I wrote back to Andy and I just said, this is brilliant. And funnily, I've been listening to a few of these podcasts lately, of my podcasts, when they come out, the Tuesday one in the sauna. And uh, I've noticed that at the start that he had taken out the, hey there, fellow humans, when I'm interviewing my guest. And I was thinking, I wonder what's happened there. But he took the liberty, which I think is a great thing, knowing that he's doing good for me with good intention. He took the liberty to take those things out. I hadn't asked him about it, but now I know why, because he's given me the reason. So this is the gift of feedback, fellow humans. The, the gift that is helpful for me, the gift that surprised me because I had noticed that there was a few things being chopped out, the gift that delights me because I know that Andy is coming from a place of good intention when he gives me this feedback to help me to become better at my craft. And I don't know if you've ever listened to maybe episode one through to episode 20, 25, but I think I'm getting better at my craft because I'm getting feedback from a person like Andy. And I'm also going to say this, that the gift is also that sometimes when you get a gift, there can be a brief moment of disappointment. And I'm human. So when I'm reading through some of this and it's saying things like, and it's even done in a funny way, like people know who you are. They haven't forgotten in the last three seconds. Any feedback I'm looking at here, I'm sort of like, oh, it hurts a little bit, but I know it's coming from a great place. So I want you to really, really think about feedback as a gift and it's not done in any way to be harmful for you, even if sometimes you might get some stuff that stings you, but it's done in a way to be helpful to you. So let me talk a little bit about, so Andy, thank you very much for what you've done here. Let me talk a little bit now about why is it that we don't ask for feedback? Because very often I speak to my clients and I just speak to any human and we might have a chat about, how you doing? How's things going for you? How's your work? And a lot of times people say, well, look, I'm not really all that sure. I think it's pretty good, but I don't hear much. 
And I'll get curious then and just ask the question, well, why don't you ask someone for some feedback? And I get an absolute, I get crickets then, and also a, a look from a lot of people of shock and horror. And when I ask the question why that would be, it's almost like people go into some sort of catatonic state. They don't want to hear feedback because we've usually associated feedback with something that's going to come back and be negative and we might be worried about what we're going to hear. So I want to encourage you to seek feedback. And I've got a couple of little ideas around this one as well. The first one being that if you are going to seek feedback, seek it from people who are going to tell you what you need to hear. That's right, what you need to hear and not necessarily what you want to hear. Because I think, and I could put myself into this category many, many years ago, I would go to the people that I know that would tell me what I wanted to hear. You're doing a good job. You're a people person. All of these sorts of lovely little platitudes that you get, and they're nice to haves. Don't worry about that. They're very, very nice to hear, and they're nice to haves. But the gift you're missing out on is hearing about the things that I reckon at times eat away at you. You know about them. There is some awareness of them, but perhaps you're avoiding them. Perhaps you're avoiding even certain people because they're usually the people that tell you what you need to hear. So I think it's really important that the first thing you do is on a very regular basis is to seek feedback. Now, you could do this in a few ways. In the first instance, I'd find that person, that confidant, that person that you have a good relationship with, it's a trusting relationship. You know they're coming from a place of good intention to help you make progress and to serve you. And just ask them if it would be okay to catch up maybe weekly or fortnightly to get some feedback. Now, you might even be aware enough to say, hey, I'm feeling a little bit like, say, for instance, at the moment, I'm feeling like I'm finishing the sentences that other people are saying. Can you keep an eye out for me? when we're together, when we're with other people, maybe when we're in a meeting, whether it's a virtual one or a face-to-face -face one, just keep an eye on that for me and could you give me some feedback on that? So it might be very specific or it could be just general feedback that you want. But the real key to this is to seek that feedback regularly. So start asking for feedback. And the second one I want to talk about here is why we don't give feedback. Now, I think there's some really, really obvious ones here, and they're usually about, we say we're worried about hurting other people's feelings. So what if I say something to them and they don't like it? And I sort of think about that and say, what if you don't say anything to them and they keep doing it? And they keep doing that thing that they can't see, or perhaps they can see, but they ignore it, and it's harming them. It's harming their brand, it's harming their future prospects, it's perhaps harming relationships that they're having with other people. So be thinking that by giving them that feedback, you are giving them the gift to increase their awareness, their self-awareness, maybe some things they can't see that they can now see that they'll start to focus in on. The second reason we don't give a lot of feedback is that we're a social species and we love to be liked or we like to be liked. And there's a concern that if we give feedback, 
that perhaps someone won't like what they hear and subsequently they won't like us. So usually when that happens and we don't give the feedback over time, at some point in time, things will explode. You will be coming agitated and aggrieved with what's happening with that person and you'll be hanging on to it and hanging on to it and hanging on to it until a point where you can't hang on to it anymore and you blow your top. And that can be really, really a disadvantage for you in the relationship you have with that person. I do understand because we like to be liked. We like to belong. We like to keep things smooth. We like to keep our connections. But I always think that it is much better to give that feedback and give that feedback as early as you possibly can in a way that is done from a place of good intention, not necessarily about getting into an argument about what you think and who's right and who's wrong and these sorts of things, but perhaps when you're giving that feedback to somebody, maybe start to delve into the idea of here's what I observed in your behaviour and here's how it made me feel. Rather than getting into I think you did this and then that person says, well, I think I didn't, I think I did this, and all of a sudden we're into a very, very different conversation. So be courageous and perhaps you can be the person who says to somebody, hey, why don't we set up a two-way feedback mechanism and I've got some things that I'd like to share with you that I see about you, some really good things and some maybe not so good things. And then practice what I call building your feedback fitness. Because one of the other reasons that we don't give it or we don't ask for it is that there's this sort of craziness within our heads that because we see feedback as bad, in some respects, if I think about it from a, let's say, from a high-performance perspective in, in sport, that we feel that we might either injure ourselves or injure someone else. Now, unless we start practicing feedback fitness, and what I mean by that is warming up and warming into feedback by doing it regularly, that we will get injured. And a great example of that, fellow humans, is the good old half-year and full-year performance review. So that time where perhaps you're a manager and you come together with your people who, i got to say, aren't really looking forward to the experience. And I'm sure even as a manager, you don't look forward to that experience because the amount of eye rolls that I used to see go on when that was coming up, and people would get in a room and you'd have to go around, you know, that thing you do in your BAU, you're doing everything else. And all of a sudden, you've got to put some time aside to, to look at giving some feedback on the progress of each of the people that you have the privilege of being in your care, people that you are managing and, and vice versa for the person who's on the other end of that is almost having to build a bit of a brag sheet, a justify sheet of their performance so that they can get their rating, whatever that rating system might be. And what I see in that situation is a lot of people get injured. A lot of relationships get damaged. And these things happen on, let's say it's for two hours a year. So it's a one hour performance review twice a year. Now I'd like to think that there are some more conversations happening on the way through. And for those that are having them regularly, I commend you for that. I think it's brilliant. For those that aren't doing them as regularly as you should, it should be no surprise to you when I start to talk about potential injuries that you can get that these happen. And these injuries include a loss of trust. 
some real issues when something surprising lands, like a surprise gift that nobody wants lands on somebody getting the feedback because it's something that happened two or three months ago and it was never brought up. But for some reason, I don't know why this happens, we tend to hang on to those for those particular two one-hour sessions in the year so we've got something to say. And that's when relationships can start to get damaged. That's when people can become demotivated, they can become disengaged, and they really start to wonder, where's this relationship at? They start to second-guess their work. They start to look over their shoulders. They start to be working from a place of fear rather than from a place of experimenting and challenging and feeling like it's safe enough to do those sorts of things. So in order to build that feedback fitness, one of the things I want to recommend to you to consider is that there's feedback sessions are being held regularly. I know when I was a manager in my last gig that I'd have a weekly catch up with each of my direct reports. And the very last thing we'd talk about in that 30 minutes, so we'd get down to our last, say, five minutes or so would be, could you please give me some feedback? And I'm going to give you some feedback as well. And what that really helped to do was to eliminate the surprise element. So we worked to a no surprises policy. The less surprises, the less injuries that turned up. So if you think about it again from a sporting perspective, you can run out onto the field every week, totally healthy, fully ready to go, fully ready to operate, fully ready to perform because there was nothing that was going to be done there that would make you feel like you'd been injured. A couple of other things that are important from the feedback perspective, and this I guess is where I pick up the old point that Andy made there, look, I hope it wasn't too finicky, but it's my job to overthink these things. It was neither not too finicky or it wasn't overthinking either. I think that was a little bit of, I'm going to soften up the message that I put in the email to Mark and then finishing with have a great weekend and I'll have next week's episode to you on Monday, a little bit more of the uh, let's soften it up a little bit because I know we can feel a bit bad when we do these things, but I want you to know, Andy, that every time you've given me feedback, you shouldn't be feeling bad about it. You shouldn't be in some ways giving me a roundabout apology for telling me what I needed to hear and making me get better at my craft. So be really careful that you don't come up with some sort of little justification. I'm a little bit like this, so this is why I wrote these things and other people see that I'm like this and I overanalyze, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the other one that to really not do is you should never apologize for giving feedback. So that might happen. Let's say that's in the moment. Never start your feedback with, I'm sorry to say this. Now, I hear that a lot when I say those words to people when I'm working with them. They get a little smile on their face and that little smile is, oh, shit. I say that quite a bit. So you don't need to apologize for giving the feedback because I think that takes away from the power and the intention and the gift that you're giving someone. The other one that you shouldn't do as well, and I think I spoke about this a few weeks ago, is you should never include yourself in the feedback by saying something like this. So Andy could have said to me, oh, look, it's not too bad because I do all of these things as well, dot, 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 and then start to tell me what the feedback was. 
don't include yourself as somebody in the feedback because that's not your role. Your role is to give the feedback with good intention to help that person as a gift rather than include yourself in it and try and in some ways ease what you're considering to be perhaps a moment of disappointment that you're going to give to somebody else. So there you go. Love the fact that at 6.36 p.m. on Friday the 27th of May, into my inbox dropped this lovely email from Andy that was really crafted over, if I look at it now, six weeks, because on the 14th of April, I'd sent him a note that said, I'd love to get some feedback. It's been a while. Little hints and tips on my podcasting, things that are improving, things that I can improve on, because you're always very helpful, Andy. I gave him the invitation to give me a gift. He gave me a sensational gift that I'm not going to say, and he knows this, it's not going to mean I'm not going to fuck it up every now and again, because I will. And I know that. And I'll introduce myself twice. I'll tell them that it's a Simply Practically Human podcast. Hello, fellow humans. Um, I will talk in the wrong way. So he will pick some things up that aren't quite right. I'll say things like I'm going to say, but when they know I'm going to say it, because I've already said it, all these things will happen, but he will continue to tell me and I will continue to learn. So here's my last question to wrap up today's episode. Who's your Andy? So there you go. Short and sharp today. Hey, if you love this one, give us a little comment. Give us a rating. Five-star ratings are always um, preferred over anything else. And um, please share it with your friends as well because the more people who can pick up on these little tips, the more people that you know who perhaps struggle with feedback, perhaps if you're having a session with your team, just run the podcast or send the podcast out to them and get them to have a chat about it when you get back together as a group and talk about perhaps finding your feedback friend and building your feedback fitness. But until next time, keep it simple, keep it practical, and keep it human. Bye for now.